0: My beloved brothers and sisters in the faith, praises be to our loving Father, that we are gathered once again to worship and to serve Him and His beloved Son, Yahusha, our King and Mashiach. We will continue to study the beatitudes taught by Yahusha himself when he was here on earth on the sermon concerning the sermon on the mount. Last week we talked about blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness because they are going to be filled. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they long for Yahushua and to be like Yahushua more and more because it is the only way for us to be put right or be made right with Yahuwah our God. Hence, those who continue to thirst and hunger for righteousness, eventually they become like Yahushua in their attitudes and so what is one of the attitudes exhibited by yahusha himself which is what we need to adopt as well as we live in this life this is where we study now the next beatitude and what is this let's read the book of matthew chapter 5 and the verses 7 blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy what else is another attitude among the beatitudes of yahusha that we must uphold to become more and more like Yahusha, our king himself. Bible says we need to be merciful. Blessed are the merciful. Now, what does it mean to be merciful? It does not simply mean to feel compassion, but it is compassion in action. When we do something about the compassion that we feel, that is what it means To be merciful. Now, why are those who are merciful surely blessed? Bible says because they will be shown mercy as well. Now, who is the best example of being merciful? Let's read the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and the verses are 4 to 5. But God's mercy is so abundant and his love for us is so great. And while we were spiritually dead in our disobedience, He brought us to life with Christ. It is by God's grace that you have been saved. Who is the best example of one who is merciful? We know it is God. How great was the mercy of Yahuwah, our God. Bible says God's mercy is so abundant. Why does Apostle Paul say that God's mercy was so abundant? Because even though we were spiritually dead, even though we were considered enemies of God, And did not deserve his mercy and love. What did Yahuwah God do for each one of us? He brought us to life with Christ. He sent his begotten son to die on the cross. That by means of his love and mercy, we can be brought to life by means of his son. And so this is one aspect of mercy that we must always keep in mind. Brothers and sisters, who who needs mercy the most when we think about that question the only answer we can really say is this those who need mercy the most are the people who don't deserve it right when people hurt us when people do something against us people who need, who need mercy the most are the people who do not deserve it we receive mercy when we did not deserve it from Yahuwah our God and so according to Apostle Paul we need to look For God's mercy, and at the same time, be recipients and be be able to express that same mercy to other people. Why is that? What does God expect from us? We, the sons and daughters of God. Let's read the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, and the verses 1. Since you are God's dear children, you must try to be like Him. We know we are sons and daughters of God, right? This is our claim. This is our belief. And rightly so, because it is biblical. By the shed blood of Yahushua, our king, we have become the sons and daughters of God. However, even though it's a great blessing, it also is a great responsibility. What is that responsibility? We must not be just called children of God. We need to be children of God. We need to be like our almighty God. This is why God. Yahuwah expects us to be merciful just like he was merciful. And so how important is mercy according to Yahusha himself? Matthew 23 and the verses 23. Yes, woe upon you Pharisees. I wanna pause there for a while? It seems like every lesson we're studying today concerning the Beatitudes, it goes to the Pharisees, Right. To show a counter of what we should not be. To show us what we need to stay away from. And here Yahushua is speaking again about the Pharisees. He says, yes, woe upon you Pharisees and you other religious leaders, hypocrites. For you tithe down to the last mint leaf in your garden, but ignore the important things, justice and mercy and faith. Yes, you should tithe. But you shouldn't leave the most, the more important things undone. How important is mercy? According to the teaching of Yahusha HaMashiach, Yahusha says that mercy is one of the more important things of the law. And so when we pursue the righteousness of God, we need to understand the importance of mercy because Yahusha himself, He understood the importance of mercy. And so as we continue to practice our religion, we must be different from the Pharisees. It is unfortunate when people go into religion, they ignore the part about mercy. What is their focus instead? Like the Pharisees, they focus on the tithing. Did you know the Pharisees determines different rules about the tithing? And it's what they specialized in. It is what they focused upon. Is is there anything wrong with tithing? What is your answer, brothers and sisters? No. Is it good to offer, give uh, sacrifices to Yahuwah God? No, it's not wrong. It is good that we do that. However, our focus must be the more important things, which is to be merciful, to practice justice, and to practice and live by faith. This is why mercy is at the core of what it means to be just like Yahusha himself. But what prevents people from practicing mercy? Let's read the book of Matthew chapter 7 and the verses are 1 down to 2. Do not judge others so that God will not judge you for God will judge you in the same way you judge others and he will apply to you the same rules You apply to others what prevents people from practicing true and Christian mercy. It is their judgmental attitude. What do we observe today from people who practice religion? It seems that the more religious they become, the more judgmental they become. Isn't this true? This is why when we practice religion, we need to be careful. You see, when a person practices religion, we can go in one of two directions. We can become more and more like the Pharisees who also practice religion, or we can become more and more like Yahusha himself. Which direction are we going towards? Question, are we growing spiritually? Are we becoming more and more like Yahushua? How can we know the answer to that question? Ask ourselves, are we becoming more and more merciful? Because those who are becoming more and more judgmental, they're becoming like the Pharisees. But those who grow in faith, those who grow in spirit, they become more and more like Yahushua. And because of this, they become more and more merciful. And so let's grow towards mercy, not towards becoming judgmental. Why do we have this tendency to judge in the first place. Why is it that when people practice religion, they are inclined to have this judgmental mindset? Let's read Matthew 7, three down to five. Why then do you look at the speck in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the log in your own eye? How dare you say to your brother, please let me take that speck out of your eye when you have a log in your own eye? you hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will be able to see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Why do people who practice religion so inclined to become judgmental against other people? That's because they now focus on the speck and not the person who they say have a speck. On their eye. In other words, they look for faults. They become fault finders and they become adept at doing that. And so when they meet people, when they interact with others, what do they do to make themselves feel better? They look for specs because they're able to say to themselves, you have a speck. You're not better than me. We need to be careful with this kind of attitude, brothers and sisters. Instead of looking for a speck in our brother's eye, what does Yahusha instruct us to do? The Bible says we need to look and examine at our own life. Instead of examining other people's lives, why not shift the focus on our own life? What will we find if we examine our own life? Yahusha says you might see a log in your eye. Can you see the irony of it? People who fault find, people who look for faults, they do not see that their fault is even greater than the one that they are criticizing. And so what does Yahushua warn us to do? Let us focus upon examining our own life. What happens when we are able to examine our life and repent from the sins that we discover? Bible says we will be able to clearly see. And when we are able to clearly see, we can act and become more like Yahusha. Why? You know, when we are able to clearly see, as Yahusha says, after we take the log out of our own eye, what shall we see when we interact with people? We will not see the speck. We will see the burden in the lives of other people. And when we see their burden, it will inspire us to show mercy and compassion upon the people that we interact with. It gives us the opportunity and desire to express mercy and not judgment. Well, how can we fully express true mercy according to Yahusha? Let's read the book of Luke chapter 10, 29 to 32. But the teacher of the law wanted to justify himself. So he asked Yahusha, who is my neighbor? And Yahusha answered, there was once a man who was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when robbers attacked him, stripped him, and beat him up, leaving him half dead. It so happened that a priest was going down the road, but when he saw the man, he walked on, he walked on by on the other side. In the same way, a Levi also came there, went over and looked at the man, and then walked on by on the other side. What we read there was a parable of yahusha about what about how we must show mercy and love with our neighbor with our fellow men how did yahusha illustrate those who truly provide mercy and love towards their fellow men he gave this parable about a man who was beaten up by robbers left for dead And so when this man was left for dead, there were two people who passed by. Who was the first one? A priest coming from Jerusalem to Jericho. Jerusalem. What did the Jews do in Jerusalem? That's where they worshiped together. And so this priest probably led a worship service. And after the service was done, he goes to Jericho. And on his way, he sees a man half dead. What does he do? He ignores the predicament of the man. And he walked on to the other side. How about the Levite? Who were the Levites, by the way? He assisted the priests. They were worship leaders as well. And so you would think, ah, a Levite and the priests, of course, because they're religious people. You know what? They're going to help out this poor man. But is this what the Levite did? No. Just like the priest, he saw the man who needed help and he ignored him and walked on by on the other side. Why did they not help this man who needed it so badly? I don't know, but perhaps we can think, perhaps what they were thinking in their minds is, well, he probably deserves what happened to him, right? Imagine that, instead of helping and showing mercy, The Pharisees, just like in the example here of Yahushua, they showed judgment, not mercy. Instead of helping, they ignored the problem of this man. They showed no mercy upon this man. On the other hand, who was able to show mercy? Let's read the book of Luke, chapter 10, 33 to 37. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replying, the one who had mercy on him, Yahushua told him, go and do likewise. In the parable of Yahushua, who was the one who showed mercy, he spoke about a Samaritan, a regular Samaritan. When he passed by and he saw this man half beaten, half dead, what did he do? Bible says he took pity on him. However, This is something that we need to understand, brethren. At this point of the parable, the Samaritan who saw this man who was half dead, he did not just have pity on him. He took action according to his pity. Isn't that what mercy is? You see, mercy is not just a feeling. It's about acting on that feeling. It's about action. This Samaritan, what kind of action did he take? Because he was merciful. The Bible says he bandaged his wounds. He took care of him. He took him to an inn, paid for his rent there, and assigned the innkeeper to take care of him, and he would follow up on him afterwards. And so he took good care of this man who suffered and who was almost beaten to death. And so the question was that Yahushua posed, which of the three showed mercy and love? And the answer It is the Samaritan. And then Yahushua goes on and says, go and do likewise. Brothers and sisters, this is a command from Yahushua. We are to go and express and show mercy. To whom must we show mercy? To your neighbor, who is your neighbor? Anyone who is in need of your act of love. This is why we need to understand that mercy should not be bounded by culture. It should not be bounded by religious affiliation. Rather, it should extend to all human beings, regardless of race or nationality, regardless of religion. Because sometimes when we belong to a religion, we think of others who don't belong in our group as someone who doesn't deserve our mercy. Brethren, this parable teaches us not just to be merciful, but to go out there and be merciful to everyone who needs it. And by golly, everybody, everybody needs much mercy in these last days. Let's go ahead and do that to become more and more just like Yahusha HaMashiach. Why is mercy so important to Yahusha and also to our father Yehovah? James chapter 2 verse 13. Because judgment without mercy Will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Did you get that? Bible says mercy triumphs over judgment. This is why Yahushua said. Blessed are those who are merciful. Because they will be shown mercy. What do we need to understand? When we show mercy. When we act in mercy. Bible teaches us. It will triumph over judgment. In other words, Yahuwah will never forget. Yahuwah will remember the act of mercy that we have shown to other people, especially if that mercy was shown to someone who doesn't deserve that mercy. Because that's exactly what Yahuwah God did. And he wants us, his sons and daughters, to do the same, to be like him. In the same way, Yahuwah God showed abundant mercy, we too must show abundant mercy. However, what must we understand about the basis of mercy, of Christian mercy that we need to adopt? Let's read the book of Psalms 85 and the verses 10. Mercy and truth have met together, righteousness and peace have kissed. If you read the Holy Scriptures, mercy is often paired up with truth. And so mercy should be based upon truth and righteousness, not in violation of truth and righteousness. Because remember, we need to thirst and hunger for righteousness, which is the basis of the mercy that we practice with others. And so what does this mean? It means mercy is not to tolerate sin. Did you get that? It does not mean if someone is committing sin, That we are tolerating sin. No, mercy is not that. Mercy does not tolerate sin. However, mercy also does not condemn the sinner. It condemns the sin, but seeks to restore, to restore the sinner. This is what mercy is all about. And so how can we practice mercy when someone has fallen into sin? Galatians. Chapter six, one down to two. My friends, if someone is caught in any kind of wrongdoing, those of you who are spiritual should set him right. But you must do it in a gentle way and keep an eye on yourselves so that you will not be tempted to. Help carry one another's burdens. And in this way, you will obey the law of Christ. How can we practice Yahushian mercy How can we condemn sin while at the same time restoring the sinner? The Bible says we must restore this person in a gentle way. This is why we should not be harsh. We should not be condemning. Very different from the way of the Pharisees. How do the Pharisees work when they spot a sinner? They're quick to condemn and add to their burden. But, Apostle Paul says, it must be different with us. How so? When someone is caught in wrongdoing, instead of of adding to their burden, what do we do? We help them carry their burden and help them gently be restored spiritually. This is the law of Christ. What is the equivalent of the law of Christ? It's the law of mercy. Brothers and sisters, this is what we need to do to truly become like Yahushua. True love cannot be perfected without mercy. Mercy and truth and righteousness work together to perfecting love that we need to practice as followers of Yahushua. Tina best exemplify this kind of restorative work. Restoring the sinner, condemning the sin, but showing mercy. Let's read the book of John, chapter 8, 4 down to 5. Teacher, they said to Yahushua, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. In our law, Moses commanded that such a woman must be stoned to death. Now, what do you say? What we read to you, brothers and sisters, is probably something you already know about. Because they were the teachers of the law and the Pharisees, they were trying to, to trap Yahushua, our king. And so they brought to him a woman caught in adultery. That's kind of fascinating, isn't it? How some religious people, people who practice religion, how they seem excited to find fault in others. It seems that they enjoy condemning others. We must not be like that. We must not seek for the misery of other people. No, instead, we need to show love. These religious uh, people and teachers of the law, they went to Yahusha and said to Yahusha, we, we saw this woman commit adultery. According to the law of Moses, what must happen to her? She must be stoned to death. Did she deserve this kind of punishment? Did she deserve to be stoned to death? If we will look at the law, yeah, she should be. However, what was the response of Yahusha HaMashiach? John chapter 8, 7 to 11. As they stood there asking him questions. He straightened up and said to them, Whichever one of you has committed no sin may throw the first stone at her. Then he bent over again and wrote on the ground. When they heard this, they all left one by one, the older ones first. Yahusha was left alone with the woman still standing there. He straightened up and said to her, Where are they? Is there no one left to condemn you? No one, sir, she answered. Well, then. Yahushua said, I do not condemn you either. Go, but do not sin again. And so what was Yahushua's response when these religious leaders wanted him to stone to death this woman caught in adultery? Yahushua stood and asked them questions. And he said, whichever one of you has committed no sin, you can go ahead and cast the first stone. What what happened after he said that? One by one, his accusers left. One by one, there was no one, no more left to condemn her. And there was only one man left standing by her side. Who was that? Yahusha HaMashiach. Yahusha was the only one there. And what did he say to the woman? He said, is there no one else left to condemn you? She said, no. And then what does Yahusha say? I do not condemn you either, but do not sin again. Brothers and sisters, if there was one person there who had every right to stone the woman to death, who was that? Sure. Yahushua. Because he was perfect. For some reason, people think that the holier you are, the more that you have the right to condemn others. But Yahushua was different. No one could be holier than he. If there was anyone who had a right to condemn, it would be he. But he said to the woman, I do not condemn you. Yahushua showed mercy. Yahushua showed compassion. Brothers and sisters, we must be like him. This is why if we see ourselves growing spiritually, We should be able to interact with others with more and more mercy. The willingness to give the other person an opportunity to restore themselves. That's what we need to do. We need to build each other up. We're not to condemn each other, but to build each other up so that we can condemn sin altogether to become more and more like Yahusha. This is what Yahuwah God wants also. Brethren, we must do our best to live a life free of sin. But as people, as human beings, we all know we will make mistakes, we will commit sin, but we can always rely on the mercy of Yahuwah and the mercy of Yahushua. But for us to rely on the mercy of Yahuwah and Yahushua, we need to also show that mercy to our fellow human beings. If we're able to do that, what kind of mercy will Yahuwah God show to us? Let's read the final passage of our studies today, the book of Psalms 103, 8 to 13 is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve for his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the East is from the West. Yahuwah is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. Brothers and sisters, as human beings, we do commit sin, but we must always approach Yahuwah God. We must not hesitate to approach him. Why not? Because he more than us, more than we can imagine is compassionate and merciful. And he has shown this to us so many times. If it was not for the mercy and compassion of Abba, we would not be here today. The Bible says he is abundant in his kindness, abundant in his mercy. But let's not abuse the kindness of God. Let us repent and go to him. Why is it that when we go to Yahuwah God, we can count on his mercy? The Bible says his mercy and his compassion. It's based upon his unfailing love. Do you know how the Bible describes the unfailing love of God? Bible says his unfailing love is great as the height of the heavens above the earth. In other words, we cannot comprehend the greatness of the love of God. And that love of God is the basis for his mercy. And because of the mercy of Yahuwah God for each one of us. Bible says we do not get punished as We deserve. When we think about our sins, when we think about our life, sometimes we are tempted to say maybe, maybe God is tolerating our wickedness, but that's not the case. He is just merciful, but let the mercy of God take us to him, not away from him. Yes, he will not deal with our sins as we deserve. But let us make sure that we always repent and return to him. What will he do with our sins? Because of his mercy, compassion, and love, the Bible says, he will remove our sins far from us as the east is from the west. Do you know why he will do that? Because he is like our father and we are his children. And what he does for us, he wants us to do with other people. What Yehovah wants from all of us, we the followers of Yehusha, is to show this kind of mercy that we have received, this kind of love that we have felt in our hearts, show that to as many people as we can, wherever you may be, in your place of work, in your school, with your neighbors, wherever we may be, show that love, show that mercy. When we do that, we become more and more like our father, And his beloved son and Yahuwah God, he will show us abundant love and mercy always. May we stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Abba. Yes, Father. Almighty Yahuwah God. Amen. We are living testimonies. Yes, Father. To your mercy. Yes, Lord. We are here not because we are great. Yes, we are here not because we deserve it. Yes, Lord. It is only because of your love based upon mercy. Amen. Mercy based upon love. Yes, this is your nature. This yes. is who you are. Yes. Nothing and no one can change that. Amen. We are fortunate because of it. Yes. No one, no one can be as loving forgiving, and merciful as you. Thank you so much for not punishing us as we deserve. Thank you for not rejecting us though we are sinners. Father, as you have showed us mercy, may we do the same. Because people throughout the world are thirsting for mercy and kindness. May we provide that for them even though they are not deserving. Because we did not deserve anything from you. Yes. But daily you provide us yes. with your fellowship. We want to do the same. Yes. We want to be like you, but how can we on yes. our own? And so we ask, Father, loving Yahuwah, yes. send us your spirit. Yes. Enable and empower us to be like you, yes. to show compassion and mercy upon the people of the world Amen. even our enemies Amen. yahushua our king yes Lord. you are truly compassionate yes, Lord. you had the opportunity to cast that stone yes Lord. but you chose not to yes. when we think about you yes. and then look at our own life yes, you call us your friends You even call us your brothers and sisters. But how can we be your brothers and sisters when you are so perfect and holy and we are sinners before you? We understand your compassion and mercy. It goes beyond human capacity. Help us to be like you. It's the least that we can do. That we are able to pass on that act of mercy to as many people as possible. We will follow you as our guide. But sometimes our humanity gets the best of us. But we will never give up. If we fail, we will continue to strive to be more and more like you. Fellowship with us now be in our hearts please we want to be able to do exactly what you want from us you said that mercy is one of the important parts of the law we understand this now without mercy we would not be here please please, loving Yahushua be with us till the end take us all the way to receive the crown of life father bless your people Yes, oh who are bearing the loads of grief and sadness, yes, oh Lord. those who are enduring sickness of any kind, yes, oh those who are facing tribulation, yes, those Lord. who are in places of danger, yes, oh have mercy on all of us. Yes. We need your help again. Yes, oh Shower upon us your healing and protection. And as you do, remember our families. Remember our children. Remember our parents, our brethren. Take care of all of us. (laughs) May we be one in faith. May we be one in receiving your salvation. Thank you for listening to us, loving Abba. Continue to bless your people. We ask all things in the name of our Lord and Savior. Yahushua HaMashiach, Amen. Amen.